Don't touch that phone. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network, and there's no escape. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Brought to you by DrFloyd.com. When we last left our hero hero, Dr. Floyd, and his corrupt compatriot, Dr. Steve, the two were still stuck in the world of classic literature. In fact, we now find the two unwilling allies coming out of yet another literature jump and crashing down on a sandy beach. Well, either Saddle River City has somehow miraculously got itself a long stretch of deserted beach, or we're stuck in yet another book. I'd say we're in another book. Oh, goody. Hmm, but which one, I wonder? Treasure Island? What's Treasure Island about? Pirates. Pirates? Oh, I hope not. Or I guess we could be in Swiss Family Robinson. What's that one about? A Swiss family that gets shipwrecked on a desert island. Hmm, sounds like that would make a thrilling theme park attraction. Uh Uh-huh. Or we could be stuck in... Oh, no. I hope not. What? Oh, please, let it not be. What? No, no, no. What, what, what? Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear us? Hello? What are you doing? Someone's liable to hear you. And if it's those pirates you mentioned, it's probably better if they didn't. Hello? Floyd, stop it. Because if it isn't the pirates that hear you, it'll be that Swiss family. And that'll be even worse. They know how to yodel, you know. I'm hoping that someone hears us, because if they don't, that means... Would you finish a sentence for once? That means what? That means we're stuck in Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe. What's that book about? Something worse than pirates and yodeling? Much worse. It's about two men stranded alone on a deserted island with only each other for company. Hello? 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 In the name of all that is good, please answer us. It's no use. I think we're in Robinson Crusoe. Then what are you waiting for? Push the button on the translator remote control and get us out of here. Good idea. Okay, here we go. Uh, Floyd, where's the loud bang and the blinding flash of light? Uh, I don't know. Let me push it again. Oh, great. You broke it. No, I didn't. I just held it in my hand. I've even been wearing the wrist strap. See? Well, obviously, you've pushed the button too hard one too many times. Let me push it. Fine. Give it a try. Oh, fantastic. Dr. Steve, I think the batteries in the Translatura remote control are dead. We may be stuck in Robinson Crusoe for good. While Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve weigh the gravity of their situation, let us travel back to the real world, to the Saddle River Public Library, where we find Agnes the Librarian, now leading Dr. Floyd's young apprentice, Dr. Grant, and faithful robot companion, Chips, as well as Dr. Steve's sock-shaped assistant, Fidget, down to the classic literature section of the library, where they hope to discover the whereabouts of Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve. And here's the thing that looks somewhat like a laser cannon that we found after there was a big bang and those doctors ran out of the library. Golly, it's sure does look menacing. And you say it's just been randomly going off every now and then? Yes. It sort of automatically points itself at another book on the shelf there, and then there's a loud bang and a blinding flash of light. Hmm, I wonder what it's doing when it's doing that. Patent application? What patent application? Look at that. The doctors must have dropped this patent application when they were running out of the library. Let me see that. 
It says here the purpose of the translatura is to transport the desired target, preferably a despised enemy, and anyone within close contact of said target into any book the user desires. Transporting people into books? Is such a technology even possible in the real world? Ask the time-traveling alien robot. Point taken. Do you think that's what could have happened to Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve? They got transported into a book. Maybe. Huh. The patent application here mentions a remote control, but uh, I don't seem to see one here with the machine. Wait. Agnes, didn't you say that the machine has been firing by itself? Yes. At random times, it just goes off. That's why no one's moved it from the classic literature section. I wonder if Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve somehow wound up with the remote control and they've been jumping from book to book for the past two weeks. I bet you're right, Chips. But if they have the remote control, how are we going to be able to get them back? Well, according to the papers, you point this machine at a book and it transports the subject into that book. Now, what can we point it at to get them to return from the book that they are in? Hmm. Well... When people who have a library card want to return from a reading adventure, they drop their book into the book return here at the library. Hey, that just might work. If we point the translatura at the book return, maybe Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve will return from the book that they are in. You're right, Fidget. The book return upstairs is a little too small to hold both of them, but the big book return by the street outside should just be big enough. Quick, let's haul the translatura outside and get it pointed at the book return before Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve push the button on the remote control again. And that's just what our heroes and Agnes the Librarian begin to do. But how will their plan work when it seems that the translatura remote control is out of battery power? Let's check in with Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve and see if they've come up with any solutions to their power problem. No, the batteries are definitely dead. Oh, I wish Roy Hinckley was here. He'd know what to do. Roy Hinckley? Duh, the professor from Gilligan's Island. He could find a way to power the Translatura remote control with coconuts and bamboo. You do understand that Gilligan's Island was a TV show, not a documentary, right? If it was on TV, then it must be true. Oh, brother. Wait a minute. TV, that's it. Watch it. Let me see that remote again. I think I know how to get us a little more juice out of those batteries. Oh. Well, when Fidgeton and I are watching TV and the batteries in the remote control seem to be dead, Fidget has this little trick where he opens up the battery compartment and rolls the batteries around a little bit, like this. Then, the magic elves that live within the batteries wake up and get back to work. Or, the friction from rolling the batteries around cleans the contacts a little and results in a better connection with the terminals. Yeah, or that. Uh, It doesn't always work, though, but it might just work in this case. Uh, You ready to give it a shot? Uh, Ready as I'll ever be. Dr. Steve pushes the button on the translator remote control. There is a loud bang and a blinding flash of light, and the duo disappear from the beach in a blink. Moments later, they reappear in a cramped metal box on top of a huge pile of books. Oh, shove over, Floyd. You're right on top of me. Well, there's not much room for me to go anywhere else. Where are we? What piece of classic literature has its characters in a big metal box with a bunch of books? I don't know. Suddenly, a door on the side of the big metal box swings open and daylight floods in. For a moment, Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve are blinded by the light, but as soon as their eyes adjust, they see three familiar faces staring in at them. Dr. Grant? Chips? Fidget? Dr. Floyd, you're back! 
We did it! We're back in Shadow River City! Yeah, oh, well, um, actually, it was I who did it. It was me who got the last little bit of charge out of the batteries in the remote control. Well, technically, we did it. It was us who pointed the translator at the book return in order to bring you back. Well, it's just good to be back here in good old Shadow River City. I'll say. You'll never believe what happened to me, Fidget. At first, I got beat up by this little boy, and then I was turned into a rabbit, and then I fell off the edge of a waterfall, and then I was stranded alone on a desert island. Oh. No, it gets worse. I was alone on that island with Dr. Floyd. Ugh. Well, it's good to have both of you back here with us, safe and sound. Wait, Dr. Grant, Chips, I thought you two were gone. We were, but now we're back. But how? Well, that's a long, boring story. We'll tell you later. Sounds good. How long were we gone for, anyway? Two weeks. Two weeks? Felt more like a year and three months. <laughs> And to think after all that, I never got to check out my library book. Well, we're open for a few more hours, Dr. Floyd, if you want to come in and browse around. Thank you, Agnes. I do believe I will. How about you, Dr. Steve? Want to check out a library book? Are you kidding? I'm never stepping back inside a library again, ever. What? Why not? Look what happened the first time I went inside a library. No, thank you. I'm not going through that again. Oh, brother. In fact, I think I'm going to use the time and space travel device to go back in time and make sure libraries never exist. <laughs> How are you going to do that? You returned the time and space travel device, remember? Well, I did, but my little buddy Fidget here stole it back. It didn't you, Fidget? Uh-huh, and I'm right here. Hey, the time and space travel device. When did you steal that back? Uh, it's a long, boring story. Yes, a long, boring story that he'll be glad to tell you after he does a little favor for me. Oh, and what's that? Run, Fidget, run! Oh, no, they're getting away. Look! He dropped the remote control. Yes, but Fidget took that patent application for the translatura with him. I guess the chase is beginning all over again, eh, Dr. Floyd? Seems that way. Well, we better get back to the lab and get after him. It's lovely to have you back, Dr. Floyd. It's good to be back, Chips, and good to be getting back to doing what I do best. Being the world's most brilliant scientist? Uh, well, yes, that. But also... Stopping Dr. Steve! Dr. Floyd, Dr. Grant, and Chips race back to Dr. Floyd's lab and take off after Dr. Steve. Where will Dr. Floyd's adventures take him in the next season of the show? What evil plans will Dr. Steve try and carry out? And just what will Agnes the Librarian do with a translatora? Kids are going to love taking adventures into their favorite books. Definitely more entertaining than the puppet shows we bring in here. Find out next time on the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd! Episode number 715 of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd starred Maura Quirk as Chips, www.mauraquirk.com, and Allison Mork as Agnes the Librarian. Special thanks to Swazzle.com for their help with this episode. Music for this episode by Jody Whitesides, www.jodywhitesides.com. This episode was written by Grant Pachoco and recorded at Dr. Floyd Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank. Episode number 715 of the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is copyright 2009, Dr. Floyd Industries, LLC. All rights reserved. And now the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd proudly presents Learning More After the Episode. 
Hello there, everyone. It's Evil Mastermind Dr. Steve with you once again for another edition of Learning More After the Episode. Here now, as promised, is part two of my interview with Julie Fredrickson, Library Director for the Corona Public Library in Corona, California. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about libraries. Libraries are places where people can check out books. And can you tell us a bit about what checking out a book means? Mm. Checking out a book. Well, um, two reasons, uh, two, two meanings to that. Checking out, of course, means you can come in and, and just browse and look around and literally check out what we have and hang out at the library. Checking out a book means you get a library card and you usually have to show some form of identification or, or your parents can show theirs. And then once you get a really cool library card, then you can check out, um, gosh, books and CDs. We have DVDs, magazines, all of that. Take them home for a period of time and then bring them back. It's like you're borrowing something from the library and then you bring it back. It's a, it's a pretty beautiful system. Now, um, approximately, how many books do you have in the Corona Public Library? Hmm. I can tell you exactly how many books we have. I have a list right here. Currently in the library, we have 147,299 items. Now that, that means anything, mostly books. It also means music CDs and DVDs and audiobooks and anything that we check out. That, that's about the bulk of it. Boy, that's a lot. Yeah. Now as the library director, can you name them all? <laughs> Um, well, depending on how long the interview is, we can start. We can we can start in the A's and, and go forward if you well, like. Well, no, you can't look at the list. You have to do it from the top of your head. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't know. In fact, every time I go look at the shelves, there's books I've never seen, and I I feel like, oh, I want to read that. I want to read that. And it's just it's exciting seeing all these new books all the time and and wanting more time to read them. And how often does the library get new books on its shelves? Um. Gosh, we, we, we try to have new books going out to the shelves weekly. Um, hmm, wonder how many per week we put out. I'd say every week we try to put out between 25, oh, I'd say monthly, between 25 and 75 books a month we try to get out there. Now, I would not be an investigative journalist if I didn't ask the hard-hitting questions. So are you ready? Okay. Are you prepared? I'm ready. Okay. I know there's a lot of people who say, well, it's much easier to do research on the internet. What are the advantages of doing research at the library as opposed to the internet? There's so many good reasons. That's a really, really good question. And one thing is there's a lot of information on the internet that's kind of kind of just out there. Not all of it's been verified or is factual. And librarians know which are the good websites to go to that, that have that are proven, that are the real source, that, you know, they can verify the facts, they can kind of guide people through the wilderness of the internet, if you will, and show them some the, the most helpful sites. There's there's a lot of sites out there that that'll take you down, you know, a different path. Maybe you don't want to go or maybe it doesn't have the information that you want. We are here to kind of guide guide the public through all of that and give them just the right information. Now, Julie, one thing that I've, I've seen about libraries is that they're really a community place, and it takes the whole community to help support the library, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it really does. And a good way to support your library, most, most public libraries have a Friends of the Library group or a library foundation, and that is a great and easy way to support your library, keep the children's programs going, keep the new books on the shelves. 
A lot of friends groups have used bookstores right on the premises. You can always pop in and and check that out. A lot of foundations have different fundraisers that you can go to. And most importantly, just just keep your library in mind and, and visit it often and, you know, let your the people in charge of the city know know that you love your library. It's good for them to remember that. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for talking to me today. You are very welcome. It's been a real pleasure. I hope to see you at the library sometime. Oh, well, I'm not too sure about that, but maybe (laughs) uh, if I work up enough courage, I'll go back in. (laughs) Special thanks to Julie Fredrickson for taking the time to talk to me for this episode. Visit Julie and the Corona Public Library at www.coronapubliclibrary.com and be sure to visit your hometown library as well, Uh, but do so at your own risk. This has been Learning More After the Episode, a presentation of the radio adventures of Dr. Floyd. Clear the airwaves! Clear the airwaves! It's now time for Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation Rangers secret message for you members of the Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation. Remember, kids, only official radio adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Rangers can decode Dr. Floyd's secret message with the secret decoder ring available only from www.imaginationranger.com. All right, grab your secret decoder rings and a pencil and paper and prepare to set your imagination to fun. Remember, Dr. Floyd is counting on you. And here is the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Ranger secret message for episode number 715, Long Overdue. 24, 7, 24, 8, 14, 3, 23, 18, 13, 1, 3, one, twenty-five, twenty, three, one, four. And that was a message from Dr. Floyd himself to all his Imagination Nation Rangers. You can join Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation and become an Imagination Nation Ranger only at www.imaginationranger.com. And until next time, set your imagination to fun. <laughs> Don't just sit there. You're under strict orders to go to www.prairie.com. Hip. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch. I can introduce myself. Thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchfine. That's it. That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell. That's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? (laughs) Well, you gotta know what to say. All right. And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney Attorney at at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney Attorney at law. Ah, boy. At 555-41. No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands. 
thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially, I want to keep feeling fine, corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me, uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch, stay away, my epidermis. Never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 woo. Fly Corona! Captain Fly Corona! What? Pumpkin Pie Corona! Now wait a minute! Goodbye Corona! Good Corona! Good Red 